Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three, two, one. Hey, welcome back. Soccer 101. The uh, season is rapidly approaching. I am Moon. That is Matt Rocchio, the wonderful, amazing, glorious, beautiful Rocchio. And uh, man, it's good to see your face. Good to good to good to hear your voice. I know we've kind of passed each other in the hallway over at Hubbard Radio a time or two, um, but I can feel it, man. And maybe it's because the sun has been out these last couple of days. I can feel the season approaching. And then, of course, STL City has been all over the news uh, now talking about food. But we'll get in that get into that in a second. Rocchio, tell me about uh, the preseason wrapping up and how awesome St. Louis City SC is looking right now. First of all, I just want to say I'm just I'm so happy we're glad to do weekly episodes again. You know, the season is now officially 11 days away from this recording this on Friday the 9th. They're playing on February 20th coming up. So it's rapidly approaching and well, they they've been getting involved with a lot of the preseason. They now have 3 of their now 4 preseason matches wrapped up. We talked about the 2-2 draw against Nashville last week. Since then, they've headed back out to California for the Coachella Invitational and for three total friendlies. We've seen two of those played, and both of them have come away as as winners for St. Louis City SC with a 2-1 win over the LA Galaxy and then a 1-0 win over LAFC. They play the Red Bulls tomorrow on the 10th to wrap up their preseason schedule before they head back here, obviously, for the final week before the Houston game. And really, Moon, I I just think it's, it's We've just seen some big things jump out. Uh, Nicholas Duyer had his first appearance in that 1-0 game against LAFC. He came in as the back as the uh, post 60 flip because if you've been seeing how they've been doing the lineup, you know the first uh, lineup plays the first about 60. The second lineup has been playing the back 30. So Duyer comes in, he plays with the back 30 on that one. But really, the thing that jumped out to me, just the way that Chris Durkin continues to get involved. The way, and the way that Nokvi Thorson and Celio Pompeu continue to be a big part of the offense. But that LAFC match, more than the LA Galaxy match, what jumped out to me had to be the fact that you had two draft picks from the 2024 Super Draft, and Kojima, your first-round pick, and McSorley, your third-round pick. And both those guys were combining uh, alongside Clayton Glover, one of your, your homegrown guys who got one appearance last year, and he's still only, I believe, 16, 17 years old. Those three guys were touching the ball over. Kojima was pairing with Durkin to absolutely dominate LAFC in the midfield. And then consistently, if you were listening to the broadcast, it seemed like every possession that City got, at some point towards the end of the possession, you had Glover and McSorley combining for an attack against LAFC. Not only am I excited about what could happen this year, I'll tell you what, right now, the future is looking bright for City as well. Yeah, for sure, man. And, uh, you know, I, I saw some article, I think it was on SDL Today, uh, about Thorson and what we're expecting out of him. 
you know, more goals this season. I mean, obviously we'd like to see everybody score more goals, uh, but the, you know, spotlights on him and, and how cool is it that man's two, two seasons in we're second season. And we have so many names that not only we're talking about, but expecting things from, and that is freaking sweet, man. This is, this is so exciting. Again, I'm, I'm just kind of like, Usually I'm dead by Thursday or Friday. I'm just from this schedule that we deal with, you know, the 3 a.m. wake ups. Like I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm not, not usually excitable or excited on Friday. And again, maybe it's the sun, but maybe it's because, like you mentioned, it's 11 days away from the season. That is is incredible. I, it's I, just like, I, bam, just like that. And I do want to say, if you want, if you kind of want to lock in, because those big three names, Chris Durkin again, Thomas Totland, and Nicholas Duyer, the, the big three moves, additions that they made in the offseason, you can actually go to 101 ESPN on the morning show. We had Lutch Fonensteel join the show. He broke down kind of his view of those three players, and I thought the fa- most fascinating thing that came out of that moon had to be him talking about how he's had Thomas Totland on his radar pretty much since he got to St. Louis and and they've been going after him. And I know this was something we talked about a couple of podcasts ago, but nationalities and visas and green cards, that's a factor that, that matters in this league. And Thomas Totland has a American mother. So that changes how he's listed in the status for your roster. So he doesn't take up an international spot because of that. And so because of that, there's a lot of MLS teams that are looking at him. And so he kind of pointed out and said, I've had Totland on my radar. I've been hunting for him. And we kind of had to beat some other teams off to make sure they couldn't get close to him. And so we could lock in on him. So you I had to we, what? Yeah, no, you kidding. know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here at Soccer 101. Because the- <laughs> Cause, because Moon had to take it the worst possible way. But anyhow, because I think one of just, us is on the Rizzuto show. Exactly. So I think just <laughs> focusing in on, on, on Lutz talking about Totland in that way of saying, this is guy has been my target for multiple years. I think it's clear the, the vision that City has in evolving and growing their team. And that's been a big thing for us to talk about. You know, sometimes when you get that early success, there's a stubbornness that says, well, that's how we got our success. That's how we have to do it forever. And I like that City says, well, this is how we succeeded, but this is how we go from this level of success to a new level, and that's changing things on the fly. And I think you you saw that with their moves this offseason. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to let you get away with that. Uh, no, no, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> but that's okay. That's that's one of the things that's going to separate this podcast from the next is, <laughs> uh, is I can't believe our team did what they did to those other teams to get this guy. <laughs> they are they're dedication, Moon. Okay, they'll do anything. It is dedication, and you know what? It's Rocchio's dedication, and and our dedication as as fans I, to this team. I had no other way to put it. I know. Well, yes, you did, but you chose the right one. Um, but you know this this podcast, like I mean, I, what you just witnessed basically is a flash into what we want this podcast to be uh, overall. But of uh, of course, this season, there's a hundred different places you're going to get news about the team, wins, who scored, and all that kind of stuff. But what we're looking for is the stuff that uh, it's just maybe one step deeper, two step deepers here. Obviously, we started soccer one one to be almost like a um, like a refresher course to people that are in St. Louis that, of course, grew up around youth soccer, but kind of. We're thinking about it after that. And we're interested in like, oh my gosh, wait, what does total 90 mean? What is offsides? What is this? What is that? Uh, but it's going to grow. And, and hopefully every episode we have a flash of things like that. Things that I bet you 90%, maybe n- more than 90% of the people that are in the stadium watching the team don't realize go into building a team like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, an American mother, it takes away or, you know, it, 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 uh, it saves 
saves up an international spot for the roster. Like it's the little stuff There's like so that make, that things. makes the big differences in the future that we can appreciate this team for uh, their go-getter attitude and all the little details that they put into this. Now I'm not saying other teams don't, but obviously we are off to the races with the right staff uh, putting the right roster together here um, for all the cool detailed reasons. And I do, and I do want to kind of split off what you're saying there because I thought there there was there was some uh, incredible conversations that were going on across Twitter on Thursday afternoon uh, afternoon in a time perfectly with our discussion with Lutz and one of the big things was John Parker, um, uh, who, who uh, general manager um, for uh, the scouting tour, uh, sorry, sorry soccer champions tour, excuse me. Um, he was tweeting out how transfers have changed uh, in a lot of ways because you know. MLS clubs are prioritizing signing 24 to 26 year old players because in Europe they're over prioritizing signing like 18 to 22 year olds. And then it's all about developing those guys. And so those like 22, 24, 26 year olds, they kind of like fall in this little weird, like middle ground where no one yeah. wants to touch them because no one wants to give a four, a four year contract to a 26 year old player. Cause then he's 30 and you have him on his back end of his career now, for maybe for that last year, of the contract. And so I thought that was fascinating from John Parker. When you then look at how city has been building and then you look at Nicholas Dewar, Thomas Totland and Chris Durkin, 24, 24 and 22 years old, they are right there at the forefront alongside other MLS teams. I'm not saying they're beating ML every MLS team. But my point is, is that this team wasn't behind that new move they were they were alongside every other mls team that is at the forefront of making those early moves and saying this is a peer this is this is a, a year amount that european teams are scared of but that we as mls team can say well 24 year old on a four-year contract that's a great player to develop because we're not looking exactly. at having you know 30 youth players we're trying to find time for like chelsea always has to or something like that and so i love that city is at the forefront of how mls teams are having to change their roster and innovate yeah, and you know what? For those people that are new to the MLS, this is a perfect time to be new to the MLS because this is like a this is a um, I'm going to say phase, not phase one, but maybe like a phase one and a half as far as a perfect opportunity for this league to take advantage of what's happening in the globe with soccer. And Rocchio, you you articulated it perfectly with the the article that you're talking about and that that piece about how. All these European clubs are putting so much money into their youth programs and their 16-year-olds and their 17-year-olds and their 18-year-old signings. And why? It's not just because they're going to get great play. It's because these are investments. These are yeah. investment pieces that if they can glean a star or if they if they can build a star at 21, they can glean bigger money off of those contracts as investment sells. And um, that's how the sport is operating over there, which uh, leads – which is completely different than let's say, you know, 15, 20 years ago where you had the, uh, the Cesc Fabregas is at 26, 27, you know, maybe looking for another yeah. team, but still huge contracts because they were tried and true. They were darn near veterans, but they were like, this is a huge name. So those were the big dollars, the big spends. I'm not saying that they weren't focusing on youth then, but Rocky is right. It is a completely different, uh, approach these days. And it's, I mean, let's face it, it's all about money and it's about uh, developing an asset that you can sell that you didn't put in as much money in, in the beginning. Because, you know, who wants to sign a 26-year-old to a massive, massive Albert Pujols contract? Or but I like also that? think it makes sense when you look at where City is, which is that where's the 22-year-old going to come from City right now? It's not going to come from, you know, we haven't been here for the last six years with an academy. So there's no there's no 16-year-old to 22. Caden Glover's the 16-year-old. It's going to be a long time till he's that 22-year-old that you're developing at that level. And so I think when you look at how they're they're kind of building the team now, and then you combine that 
with the fact of the youth teams, when you combine yes. that with the fact that the academy team just went through the UPSL finals, when you look at the fact that the MLS t- uh, next program was first in the West and then went to the finals and also had a loss in the finals their first year. And then you look at what the the senior team's doing as well. It's not just that they're alongside the other MLS teams and and getting these European players that we've already talked about, but it's also that they're building an academy. I think I'm not going to say at the highest level of the MLS, because I don't know everyone else's academy program, but I will say that everything they're doing right now, it's hard for me to imagine that there are very, that there are many MLS teams doing a better job of developing their academy in year three than city is doing right now. Yeah, definitely. It remains a focus and it always will. But like it, you let me know if you agree with me on this or not, Rocchio. But what I meant and, and I didn't get to close it up necessarily um, about what the MLS is doing, like why this is a perfect time to be an MLS fan is while Europe is is trying to invest and make sure that their youth program is spitting out like the next giant superstar and they own that superstar as an asset and as a league uh, and, and to get eyeballs on it. The MLS has a perfect opportunity to grow the quality of play, to to grow the league as a competitor, as a competitive league rather than a flashy name league. And now, of course, it's great to have the Beckhams over here. It's great to have the Messies. It's great to have the Suarez's. And that plays its role, too. But like you said, the focus over there is these youth program guys and trying to get these billion-dollar 20-year-olds where – it presents a perfect opportunity for MLS to bring in the 24, the 25, the 26 year olds, keep them in contracts and up the level of play in this league, because that is what the world has complained about with this league for, for the first few decades. Naturally. So it's a new league. It's building. We're adding teams. We're trying to get players over here, but it's the best thing. It's one of the best things to happen to the MLS is Europe focusing on a different type of strategy and try to get the players and the TV rights and the, all that kind of stuff and these superstars while the MLS focuses on improving its play, improving its overall quality as an entity. And it's exactly what's happening. And St. Louis City last year is a perfect example. Hey, soccer fans, let me tell you about Woods Basement Systems, the all-things basement tea experts. Right now, you can get a free estimate at moonloveswoods.com because spring is here, and that means rain and wet-soaked ground all around your house. If your basement has musty smells, damp walls, signs of mold or mildew, maybe even standing water in your basement after a rainstorm, you gotta call Woods today. Wet and leaky basements do not get better with time. They get better with Woods. Remember, I had that incredibly difficult front porch situation that looked bad and was a total safety hazard and Woods Basement Systems helped me fix that for good. Not only did they level the entire slab of concrete but they installed piers to make sure that the job was done right for the long term. They can fix your settling driveways and so much more. The basement waterproofing the foundation repair, egress windows go to moonloveswoods.com for a free estimate today. Don't wait any longer. Prevent further damage. Remember the problems won't get better with time. They'll get better with Woods because the problem will be fixed forever it's the all things basement tea experts at Woods Basement Systems. Get that free estimate at moonloveswoods.com. I love that point too because because the other the other side is what Miami's doing. Get the big name players who are on the end of their contracts, which is the very stereotypical way of getting fans and building eyes for the MLS. But what you're you're saying is correct, which is the real way to get a consistent fan base into to up the level of football in the MLS is to instead of changing the top 2 players on teams is to change players three through 15. And instead of those guys being older players or, you know, 24 year old Americans who just couldn't, maybe just didn't have the level to go over to Europe. It's European players who, who, who have been playing this game since they were three and are, and are at a different level 
than you know what what, what the the normal is right now in the MLS. I think that's a great point because that's what I always think. You know, let's, let's compare it to other sports. I think that's at at the heart. You can look at gambling, all the other things. I think what has made American football the most popular sport in America is the fact that it has it's the league with the most parity. And it's the league that's most competitive from, you know, game in and game out. And, you know, every day, uh, you know, one team can beat another team if they just show up and play a little bit better. And I think you see, I think there's that same thing, obviously, with European soccer. I mean, I think that's why the U.S. Open Cup it was such a, you know, crazy argument because people were saying, no, 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 no. Soccer is beautiful because a, a, a team in tier four can beat a team in tier one. In these 100%. tournaments, and I think you're, what you're talking about is you're changing the, just the overall depth of all those tiers in U.S. soccer, and that's going to make it better. Yeah, dude, and and if you look at uh, 20 years ago versus today, let's just say in the Concacaf, right? So Concacaf, you got all of uh, the Americas right here, and they're playing each other, and you got these incredible talents coming out of uh, South America, right? So we all know about the Brazilian and Argentinian and Chilean uh, and Colombian players coming out. We see them in the World Cup, and the MLS uh, historically has never been their first choice if they have multiple choices because the competition here just couldn't compare to what it could do over in Germany or England or even, you know, some of the smaller leagues in Europe. Whereas now you're seeing these competitions and this league get so solid from the three to the 15th player that we have a chance now. We are starting to get up in the conversations of maybe if the contract is right and whatever they're looking for is right, some of those players will be coming here, will be choosing to come here, not come here because it's the second or third option because they're a second or third uh, tier player, but because it's like an option. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like oh, it, yeah, is a, it is a quality option for not only them as a, as a player, but their career as well. I think when you say that, it, it makes me think of one thing, which is the 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 story of um, Giuseppe Rossi, who, who was a, a, an Italian international, but who was born in New Jersey and said multiple times in his career, his, 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 just how he wasn't very happy with the soccer culture in America, which is why he, you know, eventually, you know, which is why he's synonymous with being, with being an Italian national. And most people don't know that he was born in New Jersey. Um, And I think, and I'm not saying the guy, you know, had a huge tie to America and things like that. And he should have played for America and all that kind of stuff. But again, you know his his parents were immigrants in New Jersey. His his father uh, coached soccer at a, at his high school, and yeah, he dude. was just like, yeah, the, the 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 soccer culture in America isn't enough for me. And so no, he he was the, he was the great hope. Yeah, dude, I don't want you, that. To, I don't want that to ever happen again. And and I think we're we're on the path where Giuseppe Rossi is our story of the past. Yeah, and but but a lesson to be learned and remembered. I don't know if you are old enough to remember that when he was like a, a kid, everyone was talking like, oh my gosh. This kid is going to be our next. This is like before Pulisic and all that. Like it was yeah. like Rossi is is going to be our saving grace. He's going to elevate yeah. U.S. soccer. We got to keep him here. He's Jersey born. All this kind of stuff. And he wanted nothing to do with this. Nothing. He played against us in the Gold Cup, or or maybe it was a World Cup. Uh, and it was just like all all the U.S. MNT fans were. It was just one of those sad days where, where you're, you're like, oh, look at this guy dressing against us. And the here's the saddest part, at least for me and all of uh, the folks that I was with, because I was with some of the American outlaws and all that. It was sad, not because he was going against us. It was sad because we understood. We understood why. Yeah. That that was like the hardest pill to swallow. It was like, ah oh, man, Rossi's over there and he's playing for Fiorentina or whoever he was playing for. And it's like, I don't blame this freaking guy. I'd probably I had, do the same thing. I you know, had it was no idea you experienced that like in the moment because for me, 
it was Giuseppe Rossi was just like a guy I knew was on, on the Italian team because I was a fan of I was a fan of the Azuri. And somebody was like, that. you know, his story and how he grew up in New Jersey and everything. And I had no idea because he just seemed so he, everything about him was just like, yeah, the guy's the guy's Italian. I, I had no concept of him. In, in in that stuff, I can't. That's that's insane to me that I brought it up and you have I forgot this about many that. memories of this. That's insane. Yeah, what but was think, that? What like what? How? I mean, I, I'm not that old, guys. So he was uh, he he was 17. Um, okay, so, he, so he just he, retired so, last year. I think. Yeah, Parma Parma brought him over um, for a little bit when he was right when he like got to high school or right after he was in high school. So he played high school uh, from '96 to '99. And then he goes over to Parma um, in 2000. So that would yeah, he would have he would have been uh, 13 when he went over to Parma, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say it was years after that. It definitely wasn't 2000. It was yeah, it was whatever it was. I was good friends with the guy who was doing. He's the kit man for the, the U.S. Uh, national team. So like, oh, okay. Some, some sometimes I get like some inside information or like you know hype like things that they were hoping for and, and working towards. And I remember the Rossi stuff, man. I remember. And again, man, it wasn't a heartbreak because he chose not to play for the U.S. Okay, it was so a heartbreak a, because we understood why. Here's the thing. Uh this this was this was confusing because it was. He's listed as playing with the Clifton Stallions from '96 to '99, and it also says that he went to Clifton High School. I'm guessing he that, that he just like went to junior high there because he was only like 13 or something when he left. So yeah, he was he was pretty young when 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 Parma and eventually Man United come calling. So you, you can't blame the guy. But again, the point is is that you don't want that kind of thing to happen. And you know, God forbid, Pulisic is you know you know one generation more connected to you know on his dad's side i believe that's that's the that's the side that uh, you know what it would have been the other international team that he could have played for thank god he never even really considered that uh, and you know I, obviously we've lost plenty of international players to mexico over the years that's been a whole just saga but i, I think everything we're just getting to is, is also just the wider thing as we look towards the world cup coming in a couple of years is just you know things being different for for american soccer and I, and i think you have to get the you have to get the domestic league going a different way if you want to change the national team Yep, for sure. Um, well, man, why is, we could. I don't know how we got on that tangent, but we did. That's pretty sweet, though. That again, soccer one hundred and one with yeah, uh, right. Moon and Rockio. This is how this is how we roll with this. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into what's uh, going to be a little bit different this season. I don't know if you've seen the CEO of St. Louis City SC, the Chief Entertainment Officer Matt Seebeck, has been Love making C-Beck. his rounds uh, this He's week. We're going to have him on the Riz Show for a big announcement next Friday, but. Um, Today he was going around talking about food because what do we love about St. Louis? It's food, man. They always kill it with the food. Yeah. So get this. City Flavor is what they're calling it. Had a major impact on local businesses last year. And they drove $3.5 million in revenue for the food partners that were with St. Louis City SC last year. That is huge. Congratulations to all our buddies that are down being a part of that. Like Steve's Hot Dogs uh, and uh, Balkan Treat Box and, you know, all, all those guys. Well, they just announced that they're going to work with the James Beard Award-winning chef and chief flavor officer, the CFO, Gerard Kraft, again, to Shocking. curate yeah, to, to, <laughs> the, to curate the city flavor experience. Um, all right, they have added olive and oak, oleo, Sunday best, soul taco, saucy porca, donut drive-in, and Medina Mediterranean grill. Uh, I mean, those is, are just like those are like six of my favorite places, including, of course, uh, Donut Drive in South City Dirty. Shout out to our our, our buddy McKernan on that on on Donut Drive in there. Um, just an, an incredible selection of food. They just like the, the game day experience just keeps getting better for 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 city. I love it. 
Yeah, an O&O burger from Olive and Oak, hummus and chicken shawarma from Oleo, fried chicken sandwiches from Sunday Best, and burritos with kimchi rice from Soul Taco. I've eaten every uh, single one of those things individually already, and I want them more. Yeah. Now. I, want, I want all of them together. Returning partners, Amagetti's, uh, Antonio's Taver, uh, Tavern. We got Balkan Treat Box, Beast Craft Barbecue, Bold Spoon Creamery, Brass Burger, Dewey's Pizza, Farm Truck, Isis Plain and Fancy, Caldi's Coffee, Malinche, uh, Malinche, uh, mayo ketchup, Padrina's Mexican restaurant, Pasteria, Pie Guy Pizza, Steve's Hot Dogs, The Fenton Calf, Union Loafers, and Wally's. I mean, Moon, when you have a soccer team that is in the best soccer city and also the most underrated food city in America, you have to find ways to make it work. And I, I think suffice it to say they've done that. Yeah, speaking of making it work, remember last year they had that thing if you had the, uh, if you had the together credit union card, you could just go in, grab the stuff, and it like charged you on the way mm-hmm. out, like you didn't you didn't have to wait in line. It's interesting because they they implemented all that kind of technology, and they implemented the app sale stuff, like where you could buy mm-hmm. a concession through the experience with you know the mobile adoption of the city app. And it does it does say that as of last year, uh, that first season, twenty uh, percent actually just over twenty percent of the sales came from the city app. So all this tech and all this stuff that they're putting in it, it's working. It's cool. It's a huge part of it. Um, it definitely was a huge part of keeping that place packed, but moving at all times. Uh, so kudos to them. They've done a great job with the food and all that kind of stuff. And it does matter. It does matter in this kind of town. It's just another thing that we can brag about when we go over to a sporting KC match. And we're like, this isn't nothing compared to our <laughs> food options. Well, that's not it. That's not it either. Moon. When we talk about game day experience and how they're changing things, they also announced the city two schedule and also talked about the other things they are going to be doing to kind of get people more involved with the city two games. I went to a couple last year. They were a lot of fun looking at the schedule this year. The city two games are, I mean, just, perfectly scheduled so many sunday games at 6 p.m which is the perfect time for a soccer game it means you're home by like 8 45 as a fan that's the perfect time um for you know a, a summer sunday uh, evening activity that's perfect and more than that they're giving people a lot more reasons to go out and have fun um this is i'm now quoting from st louis city this is their article from earlier or from yesterday building off a successful first season at city park city two will be relaunching it's game day experience offering a collection of family-friendly activities, which includes food and drink specials, including a kid's meal. I love that. A supporters oh, okay. camp where kids can bang drums, wave flags in the supporters section as they cheer on the team, and gets artsy with city face painters in the concourse. And they're going to have kid PA announcers on the mic every match. And at the end of match, the fans will have the opportunity to greet and get autographs from the players. All the seating will be in the lower bowl on the east side of the stadium. They're going to have all the concession stands and all, all this other stuff. Throughout the fan days on City 2, I absolutely love this. The tickets are a lot cheaper. Um, you can get group tickets to about $10 per ticket. Season tickets are only $125 per ticket, and you're getting a lot of, obviously, these amenities, just a lot of games that you're going to be seeing at City Park. I love that they're doing this for the second team. Um, as you get the academy players and as you get you know more St. Louis kids involved, I think that City 2 games are legitimately going to be a fun event to start going to because – you're going to be watching St. Louis talent. You're going to be watching kids who in a couple of years are going to be playing for your first team. And I love that they're already rolling out all these activities for kids. Give the parents a reason to go down there on a Sunday evening in the middle of the summer. I think it's genius. I love what they're doing. Then they continue to just knock the ball out of the park every time they, they put out a fan kind of um, you know release or announcement or news. It's always killer. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yep. Okay, so T-minus 11 days until the studio starts up. Uh, studio, goodness. Until the season starts up. Uh, and it is, uh, it's go time. It's go time. It's a heck of a schedule. It's going to be a fun schedule, especially the beginning of it. And, um, I'm looking forward to making as many matches live as I can. I do have the Apple, uh, season pass. Uh, that is where every game for the MLS will be, will be played. We will keep you up to date on the podcast about what games are coming up, what leagues they're in and where you can see them. If you can see them on a broadcast or whether it's on the app or whatever it may be. Uh, Rocky, you got anything else? This has been a fun episode. I just want to push everybody one more time to our uh, interview with Lutz Van Steel over on 101 ESPN from yesterday. I just thought it was really great. Um, you know, one thing that we didn't get to talk about today, which we'll talk about next week before the opening of the CONCACAF Championship Cup, is just really how important that event is for City, how special it is that City gets to participate in it, you know, in their first potential in their first ever year they could, obviously, because to get into the Champions Cup, you got to have success from the previous season. So this is the first year they could ever participate in it. It has a whole new format. It could lead to a club world cup. You know, there's all these crazy things. And to hear Lutz talk about their their vision is special, but also we talked earlier about the UPSL team making it to the final and falling and just all the success that the academy teams and the MLS Next Pro teams have had in addition to the senior team. And when we asked Lutz about that, I mean, there was real emotion in hearing him talk about that because that UPSL team that just lost that final is made up of the first scouting runs that Lutz and company did when they first got to St. Louis, you know, years ago to put this team together. And so to hear him talk and the emotion in his voice to talk about what it meant for him to see his first scouting group have this kind of success. It, it, it was special to hear. I think it's what makes soccer so special is that you have these academy teams and you have these relationships these kids have, you know, built up over time. And that's only a two-year, two, three-year relationship. Imagine what we're talking about in 10 years when a kid who's, you know, 13 years old has been playing on this team for 10 years when he makes his debut at 23. Those kind of special yeah. moments are what makes soccer so special. And to have somebody like Lutz who came here, has only been here for three years on the calendar, and has that kind of emotion and feeling towards City. Again, everything they're doing technically, the, the soccer moves are right, the on-the-field moves are right, is because they're smart soccer people. But I think there's a level of emotion and passion that is coming from everyone right now in City, and I think that's why the success has has, has been so much fun, is because of that passion. And again, if you think you listen to that interview with Lutz, I think all you hear from him is passion. I think it was a fascinating interview, and I, just, I suggest people, after listening to our podcast here, they go listen to Lutz because he was fantastic. Yeah, and that dude just seems like a just a good dude, a good nice dude. So Absolutely. is most of the staff there. So congratulations yeah. to everybody involved. Um, congratulations to us for you know yeah. embarking on our second season here and uh, just just being excited about it. Thanks to everybody that has uh, already subscribed to the Soccer One on One podcast. Make sure you subscribe if you have not. Uh, it helps us out because our boss is like that, and um, yeah. and and we just love doing this, and we want to do this as long as possible. So. Other than that, what else you got? You got anything personally, Rocchio? Talk about your your life. I mean, hey, everything's going good, man. I'm just I'm just excited for soccer. I'm I'm, I'm excited to to get as many people involved in soccer again. For me, I'm a latecomer to this sport, and, and so you know, if you're if you're the kind of person who you come came across, or if you know some people who you know aren't the biggest soccer fans, just 
get them involved in one way or another, you know, find, find that Avenue that gets people involved. For me, it was, it was my friends, you know, getting together to watch uh, European soccer on Saturday mornings. And so looking in the second season, I have a, a, a partially interested in soccer, uh, significant other right now. And if I can get her into a full soccer fan, that, that, that'll, that'll really, it'll really change my ability to watch just insane amounts of European soccer at very early times on the weekends. So that's, that's my, that's, that's my big thing going on in my personal life. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to trick people into becoming soccer fans. Moon. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> we'll get them in the door. It shouldn't be too hard yes. to keep them in there. Uh, so yeah, follow us on our socials. Uh, mine is at moon Valjean here. Yours is uh, rock ESPN, R O C C ESPN. Awesome. And then the Riz show again, Matt Seebeck from, uh, from SDL city SC will be on the Riz show next Friday. Uh, that is the 16th, I believe, with a couple different announcements. We'll talk more about food and then what he has to talk about. And uh, we will see you next week on Soccer 101. We will leave you with a good, solid shot and a goal! Oh.